You're listening to the Renegade Blitz, the best podcast for Steelers fans by Steelers fans. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at RBlitzPod, and at Blitz Videos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. And welcome back to the Renegade Blitz podcast. I'm Ty Polk with Chris Ward and Brandon Walker. Back with you to talk about Steelers versus Titans. What a game that is. But guys, because of COVID-19, a lot of games have been switched around. And a game just recently went final that has a lot of implications on the Steelers' playoff chances. The Las Vegas Raiders defeated the Cleveland Browns 16-14. to And... Chris, you were talking before we went live. Steve Kornacki of NBC, who's known for, you know, the the election night coverage, said the Steelers had a 21% chance in making the playoffs after that victory against the Titans yesterday. Can you elaborate more on that? Yeah, they were 10th in the AFC, uh, according to his uh, his odds, and the Browns and the, the Ravens were ahead of them, were ahead of the Steelers. So, you know, the Browns losing is definitely huge. Um, you know, if the Steelers say they lose the Chiefs this week and they beat the Browns and Ravens, they'll be nine, seven, and one. And I don't know. Do you guys think that would be good enough? To, that that tie is really hurting them right now, though. Yeah, it is. Just <laughs> um, say that tie is hurting. You, I think you gotta get ten wins to make it playoffs. So they have to win out. And win. I was looking at it, and you know, since the Browns lost it, that that, that helps. But if they say they they don't get in to the one of those wild card spots to to win the division, they would have to hope, and they play the Ravens last game of the season. But they would have to hope for the Ravens and the Bengals to lose two of their last three games, both both teams, to win the division at nine, seven, and one, because they're both eight, eight and six right now, both teams. And then Cleveland's at seven and seven. But what's this hurting is that wild card. Yeah, losing everybody is in that AFC West. Denver seven and seven. You you're ahead of them, but Oakland is with the the, the tie kind of helps you with Oakland. Las Vegas, sorry, <laughs> forgive me, but that tie is helping you against the Raiders. But they're not because you, they still got to finish ahead of you. But that tie is rough because you lost to the Chargers and you lost to the Raiders. Yeah, and uh. uh yeah, so they have the tiebreaker over the Bills, and I think the Colts are for sure going to make the playoffs. I think they're a hot team right now. Right. Mm-hmm. They, might, they, might, they might even surpass the Titans maybe for the division. I think so. I, did, I said that last week. I said yeah. that last week. I said, don't be surprised if the Colts need, beat that division. And I apologize. I didn't do my research, though. They're going to have to finish ahead of the Titans because the Titans did beat them uh, twice already. Oh, early. Yes, they started off slow, the Colts, so yeah. They beat the Colts twice. Yeah, that's going to that's gonna be a tough game. But with Jonathan Taylor, with all sides are pointing that he's the MVP of the league right now. With Tom Brady not able to uh, amass a single point against the Saints, then really I think his only competition has to be Aaron Rodgers. And, and sometimes the media likes to give MVPs to players that, haven't won it and and kind of shun away multiple time MVP winners. So it's going to be an interesting situation there. But guys, let's focus on the Steelers versus the Titans. And uh, Brandon, over the course of the season, you have said that you feel like Joe Hayden is on his last leg. 
you know, because of the injuries, because of the corner situation with the Steelers, you kind of you kind of reached out and said maybe Steven Nelson was the right guy to keep in this situation. But Joe Hayden had the game of ages. He played the game arguably of his life outside of that incredible interception against New England a few years ago. This is a great game by him. You you think of that diving effort to recover that fumble and then the, the game, the play that effectively won them that game, that tackle a yard short. Oh, Tennessee fans, they know about being a yard short so much. And it stinks. It stinks for them. It really does. But, Brandon, you, you've been kind of sort of wrong about Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, it's, it's the life of taking hot takes, man. So I want to know, what's your feeling right now? I think he still has some game left. It hurts. It, it, he's been injured. That kind of helps if you really think about it because he's not going through the bumps and bruises of games like he would have going through a 17-game season. So he has enough time to rest and enough time to play, you know, get right. He's still a heady veteran player. Even veteran players know how to make veteran plays at veteran times if you get what I'm the drift I'm talking about, but they try to make plays no matter how old, how old they are. They can position themselves to make that play. But you would think, man, the Titans. It seemed like they was playing. Have they had JV receivers out there? When Julio went out, they had JV receivers. They could. What's up uh, with Julio? Hamstring. Even last year, he was killing it. I'm just like, man, it's the guy looks something beyond something beyond human. It's you. You think of him as superhuman. It's just like I wouldn't say mortal is what he looked like, but I know it was the injuries. But I I was absolutely shocked because I think everybody and their mother had the the Titans offense fully healthy, just absolutely killing it. Yeah, they didn't have AJ Brown either. They don't know Derek. You can tell they that type of game they missed those those horses that they had. That's all I got right now. But healthy Julio, healthy AJ Brown, fight through J, Joe Hayden in that situation. Uh, oh yeah, a healthy Julio basically just skies over any corner the Steelers have. So. That's just sometimes it's like the game came at the right time. And we'll yes. talk about that later with their next opponent. Oh, yeah. And, you know, Foreman for them did pretty well. He, you know, Steelers run defense so bad. So is so bad. They gave up 200 yards rushing to the, to the Titans and they didn't even have Derrick Henry. But, uh, you know, credit to Foreman. He, he played really well. The, the, the running backs for the Titans really was like their entire offense. And like, as Paul mentioned, like Tannehill, like even before all the injuries, he's just not playing like – Fumble the snap, uh, you know, that just there's a lot of like just costly turnovers there by the Titans. And you know, if you look at the stat sheet, I mean, they just dominated the entire game. But that it's tough to win when you're you're minus four. Like no, no way how how you make it. The Steelers they only scored you know they scored field goals off all the four turnovers for twelve. But, yeah, but most of them turned up. Three of them was not his fault. Yeah, but he fumbled the snap. He fumbled the snap. Well, people are gonna always gonna blame the center for it sometimes, but he got pass deflected and then pass deflected and then two fumbles. Yeah, the two, two fumbles I, that weren't him. 
were yeah, they weren't on him, but you know, still, uh, he 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 took he uh, you know after the game he said that he took responsibility for the for the bad or uh, the fumble snap or whatever. I mean, it's yeah. what, week what, week fifth week fifteen. I mean, better a veteran quarterback too. Like for that to happen, I just think it's that couldn't for in ten plays. Yeah, in ten plays, but. The one, it, the one thing they couldn't cash in. They needed points. That's the problem. We're going to talk about with their next opponent. That's not going to fly at all. Yeah, at yeah, all. The, the slow starts. I mean, they pick it up in the fourth quarter for for whatever reason. And uh, like you mentioned, like you know, that's just not a way to win, really. And you you can't do that against the Chiefs, obviously, who are coming into this game with uh, was seven straight wins. I think it is and. Um, you know, at Arrowhead Stadium, Arrowhead Stadium, also. Yeah, that's that's going into the buzzsaw, and uh, there's a lot of other things we have to talk about here. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, man, uh, his first rushing touchdown since the game winner against Jacksonville three years ago. Uh, I, I'm I'm more surprised that the Steelers actually decided to run a quarterback sneak. I think you could hear all of Hines Field cheering oh my god they ran a sneak not only once but twice in a row oh what a team. oh you want me to go since, since I'm, the, yeah. I'm the ben supporter now so <laughs> he's he played it he played the game that he needed to win the game he didn't have any touchdown passes but he did. He led the game. He led the game. Managed the game. Led him to the field goals. I would have liked them to score t- them to score touchdowns, but we already went over that. He just knows how to do it. Knows how to make that play at a certain time. But the it, the thing is that running game still needs work. Thirtieth in the league. Yeah, the entire 30th. is is a mess right now. You know the offensive line they can't run the ball. Um, Receivers, uh, you know, other Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, J- Chase Claypool had no receptions in that game, and he had a drop, a bad drop too. And I saw uh, Mark Caballi saying that they were like rotating him in Washington, so like it's just been a, it's been a he bad bench. Yeah, it's 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 been, a, it's been a really bad year for uh, Claypool. Um, like Washington, and Washington stepped up a little bit. Yeah, he did. He, he, he I don't know his stats. On. I know he had three catches. He, he, he did fumble. He did fumble there, and luckily they called a roughing the pass there on Simmons, which okay. Titans fans weren't weren't too happy about. By the way, Brandon three for thirty six for Washington. Okay, but don't you? But I'm speaking to Simmons for once. Don't he remind you of Hayward? Yeah, he does actually. Doesn't I think he remind you of him. Like I looked at him, you're like. I, I believe Dude, last year uh, Ramon Foster said like that. It plays like Hayward. Yeah, they, I never really got to saw him play this year until yesterday. I'm like, even though he didn't have the stats that he wanted, but you can tell he's like he's going to be the uh, the next Hayward. I don't know about the next, but whatever. They, they have some real strong defensive linemen. There's some big defensive linemen there. Yeah, that that Titans Jones? team retrofitted itself from last year, if you remember it. That was really like the last vestiges of like a strong offense from the Pittsburgh Steelers last year against the Titans. That was a marketably different team out there. Oh, they were flying. They were flying to that ball. I was like, 
every time you saw, you have seven Titans there. And, and the, the thing about the Steelers' defense, they did not fly to the ball. It, the market difference, you could saw it yesterday. It's crazy. Yeah. I mean, they turned things around. Like the whole, you know, the Titans just fell apart, really. I mean, the defense for the Titans didn't lose in that game. They, no. you, know, the, no. you, know, you know, four turnovers, the offense, they just, you know, and then they had a turnover on downs at the end of the game there. Uh, their offensive line was – what Quinsbury, their right tackle? I, I think I PF, PFF said he had seven pressures allowed yeah. and two sacks. So like, you know, their offensive lines, you know, having some issues, and um, you know, like you mentioned, JV, JV receivers. Uh, so like their offense is just really struggling right now. And, you know, the yeah. Steelers, Steelers weren't that much better. Uh, you know, Matt Canada's offense, and um, I, I think it really all starts up in the, the offensive line there. They just they didn't match. They don't match up well with a lot of teams, but especially the Titans. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like they're uh, that left guard. I, I forget his name. Leglue. Yeah. 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 He got abused. <laughs> their their entire interior. A uh, Kendrick their Green. Entire interior line. Trey Turner. Now I'm you're. Talking about, I'm talking about the guy from Tennessee. Hayward oh, and uh, oh, oh, we're talking about Tennessee. Got, oh, it was like it was so obvious that he could not do that. Tennessee couldn't do anything up the middle. Yeah, yeah, that was their backup because they didn't have uh, Saffold, I think. Is so, yeah, they yeah he's, he's a pretty good left guard. So, you know, they you know they were definitely missing some guys. You know, but you know, still credit to the Steelers for an, another gritty win for for the uh, the Steelers. Yeah, th- yeah, that that's what you're gonna get out of the Steelers these days: uh, grit, 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 grit. And uh, uh, we also want to talk about uh, Penn State Pat Pat Fryer move. Uh, that was just a nasty hit. He, he got a double jeopardy in that situation. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, but he hung on to the ball, though. Yeah, which was amazing. <laughs> I mean, that's the one situation. I, I don't know if that, if that was like straight muscle memory out of him after last week against, against Minnesota. He held on to that ball as if his life depended on it. And I, I think anyone in that situation has to say, Go back and look at that play. We said it on this podcast, and most people that have a brain in media said this. Harrison Smith punched that ball out, and I think you have to – I think that confirmed it in that situation because no guy get hit, gets hit like that twice in less than two seconds and should hang on to that ball. No one. That's why I say he's going to be a star in the league if he, keep, if he stops getting concussions. Yeah, sit him. At this stop. point, you got to sit sit him for a considerable period of time. Then or, for, or, gotta, yeah, yeah, you got to send him the next game. I, I'm sorry, you got to preserve him. Do, I preserve mean, Gentry him. stepped in the, the next play on a tight end screen and actually showed a little bit of wheels. So, yeah, I, I'm who, who's this tight end coach for the Steelers right now? I'm liking him because it's one thing if tight end number one is doing something. It's another thing when the de facto tight end number three, who's stepping up the two because Ebron's out, is doing something. That's Even Raider was doing something earlier this season. This is the first time that I actually say, like, wow, the Steelers' tight ends are, are consistently doing something. Mm. And especially with a rookie quarterback or any sort of veteran coming in the next season, that's what you need. Yeah. That that is like the best. I think that is the best 
like group of tight ends the Steelers probably ever had. I do agree with that. Now, when Roethlisberger scored that touchdown, the quarterback sneak, and then he, what, what do you guys think happened? Because I, I wrote an article earlier about this. Why do you think he went into the tunnel and sat on the steps? Do you think he was praying for Fryermuth or had think, to be? Probably, I had to be. It was bad. Do you think he was praying for a win, or do you think he was thinking about that was possibly his last, was an emotional thing? He was thinking about that could have been his last touchdown at at Heinz Field, even though it's not his last game there. He's gonna be thinking about. He better be praying for Fryermuth. That's what he needs to do. He's got. Be he's got another two at Heinz Field. You think they're gonna make the playoffs and then uh, host the playoffs? I think Ben. I got Ben. Got two more games at Heinz Field. Two more. That, they all have to make the playoffs to do that. Yeah, he. Had, I, what did I say? No, I don't think they got. I said two more touchdowns. You. This team is is getting a seventh seed. There's no chance unless. Unless the division is somehow won, which is going to be like the biggest miracle of all time. He's going to have two more games at Heinz Field. This season? (laughs) Yes. Is there another home game that I've lost in the Sox? That's a bold take there. uh, That's uh, bold as hell. They would have to win the division, obviously, to do that. Wow, you amaze me sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I'm trying to find two. And oh clip that, tweet that, and 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 send that. How about that? Do you truly believe that, or are you just saying that? <laughs> Do I say stuff that I don't believe, Chris. I don't, I don't know. You've been you've been you you flip flop because you've been bashing the Steelers all season. <laughs> I did not flip flop. Yeah, that takes a ton of that takes a ton of uh, 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 testicular fortitude. <laughs> you to say that after everything you've said this season. You know what? About Ben. You know what? No, I'm in no, it. No, no, I'm, I'm in. Oh, Ben! I told you about Bush. I still think he's garbage. Hey, you Bush stepped up a little okay, bit this okay. game. Am I allowed to say? Okay. Am I allowed to say that Ben proved me wrong? Am I allowed, man? I am a man enough to say, look. I, th- I think he proved me wrong a little bit. Bro, I mean, man, I wasn't as harsh. As was wrong. I wasn't as harsh. I didn't. I, I didn't call for him to be benched. I, I was leaning towards, but I didn't get to that point yet. Um, but uh, you know what? You were calling him a couple weeks ago. <laughs> Old Yeller. El- not a couple weeks ago. Last earlier this week, <laughs> like less than four days ago. But well, um, you got to you got to keep some things entertaining, you know. He's still old, yeller. The, okay, in the playoffs, he'll get shot. He'll get put out to pasture. Okay, <laughs> probably by a team. I, I don't know. I like this team better on the road in the playoffs than at home. But even though they're a better home team right now, they're gonna. He has okay. The Steelers will have three more road games and two more home games. Let me let me put let me put the numbers into here. If two more on the road, they're on the road against against Kansas City. They're on yes. the road against Baltimore. They're at home against Cleveland. Yes. So you're so so basically you're saying that this team makes it to a conference championship. No. <laughs> That's no. Or divisional. Divisional. Excuse me. Divisional. Divisional. I don't, I don't okay. know. 
But that run defense and that offensive line. I don't, I don't that know. run defense. That run defense would would be better off basically putting me, <laughs> me, you, and, and Chris out there basically say, guys, pray. But even then, that that run defense still has one thing that's going to be the equalizer: T.J. Watt and, and Cam Hayward. And who knows what could come out of there. I mean, has there been anything said about anything of Alulu potentially coming back? I know that he was. there was a possibility at one point. I I haven't seen anything. I don't think that's going to happen. But, I mean, Wormley steps up occasionally. But the question with him is, well, like, do those stats have any calories behind it? You know what I mean? He's been he's been pat rushing the passer uh, really well lately. Um, you know I don't think really is a run run defender uh, really other than Hayward. Um, you know Louder Milk was in there yesterday. Um, you know he's been doing pretty. He's better than Mondu, I think Henry Mondu. Henry, I don't know why they play him. Sometimes. Well, Louder uh, is big. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. I don't know the run defense. made some plays yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, Schobert played probably, you know, that was his best game as a Steeler, definitely. Yeah. You know? Oh, um, easily. Minka Fitzpatrick, man, I wonder what PFF have to, has to say. Uh, you know, yeah. those, those, it's never good when your free safety leads the team in the tackles, but, uh, you know, Tomlin praised him after the game. Uh, he had 14 total tackles, and 12 of them were, were solos. And, you know, he, he, you know, kept the lid on the things, you know, they, they were, they were like, you know, seven yard runs, maybe. They, they didn't break out to be like 15 yard uh, plus runs. They had like 120-plus yard runs. But uh, how do you feel? Let's just switch the switch lanes a little bit because I'm talking about this later on this week in the article in the new Pittsburgh Court preview. How do you think Tomlin has done this year? Do you think this is his best coaching job? I think 2019 was. That, that, that's the first thing. When he led that Hodges and – you know that they're great. You know they had a better defense that year uh, to an eight and eight season. But uh, I think he's done a good job because on this team, uh, you know, if he gets them to the eight eight and one or even nine seven and one, uh, you know, I think he definitely did a great job with uh, just given the state of the offensive line and, and the run defense. Yeah, I think the one thing is there. He has a quarterback with a pulse. That's yeah. the difference. So that that makes twenty that makes twenty nineteen an all timer for me. But in terms of this, I'd say this is probably his – this is probably realistically his third best coaching job. Third? What do you think is first? His first? I think this his is second, his best. His second best is the Super Bowl winning season. But even then – but even then you could oh, yeah, probably I, not I say I would say he's it's good. I, this is his, maybe maybe you could argue and put this as fourth in terms of his third is the other Super Bowl season – in 2010 because they had to go without Ben for four games and, and they needed Charlie Batch out there. But, yeah, but uh, largely, but largely this is probably his fourth best in terms of everything. I think this is it's probably in that his, top four. I think this is, this is his best. Uh, Cause I'm going to tell you what, what overall talent, this is the worst team that the Steelers have had in over 20 years. Fair. Since to to that yeah, almost twenty years. No, over twenty. Two thousand three. No, they went six and ten. No, 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 no. no I saw, that I saw team eight, really, when you look at it, nine, probably no, shouldn't have even been something. No, I'm talking about. I've been. I told you, I've been watching games longer than you guys. 
just pay Saints, attention. 99, 98-99, they were not that good. I know they were not good teams. No, yeah. They, you they look, were not good teams. And this team might be probably just as bad as these, uh, at least in the talent I'll, level. I would have to say, I have to say 2003. No, they had injuries. They, that team was more injured than – they had yeah. Tommy Maddox as their quarterback. Let's be real. Do you think – Do you, okay, Tommy Maddox was basically a, a solid quarterback for about a, a, a season, season and a half. Look All at right. their, their rushing oh, ranks. Well. Too. That, they were one of the worst teams in running the ball that season also. They had they, – I mean like, – They're actually – their, their 2003 team is actually pretty similar to this one, actually, when, when you look at it with uh, – oh, Hold up. Offensively and everything, because like their 2003 team and their 2014 were not that much different, except they had Ben. No, they they had their offensive line. They had a lot of, uh, you know, Fanica was playing left tackle there in 2003. Yeah, time. they had injuries. They had injuries, and they had injuries. And in 03, they had they got healthy, and they added Ben and Willie Parker. So there wasn't that much. And Deuce Staley also, but, yeah, as, okay, a, okay. as a change of pace. The running game was better. I'll give you that. But – Oh, wait, that was 04. 04, I'm sorry. Like, the defense was still great. Oh, yeah, Troy Palomaro started to come together also. That he was a rookie okay. season. Okay. Yeah, he, he had a bad – he had a, he he said it this offseason about how he had a really bad, you know, and then things started to change in 2004 because that was the first year LeBeau was there. 03 was his rookie season. Yeah. Okay, okay that was his rookie season. All right. 2004. Well, anyway, I, anyway they, this team that right now that the Steelers are boasting is not that talented. You can run down at least five to ten teams in the AFC alone. Hell, I think they're the fourth, they're the least talented team in that division. All things considered. So if they have the potential to win the division, which I think they can, stay tuned for the stay tuned for our next podcast to get my prediction of that next game. We'll just keep we'll just keep that. And by the way, follow me at B Walker to Dawn if you're listening on Twitter. Thank you. All right, enough of that. I yeah. think. This is, I think, this is his uh, his best coaching job, due to the overall lack of talent. And you're going off, you're getting a new offensive coordinator and a new offensive line coach. You got you got to factor that in as well. You put a lot of fair, you put a lot of fair things whenever you he, put it. He did like a great that. job, really. There were clock management yesterday. Oh <laughs> yeah, that, that that was that that was kind of shaky, like. <laughs> Well, uh, forty-one seconds he wasted. I think. Yeah, he said he he said after the game that he wanted to give. He was focused on stopping them, so he wasn't really thinking about the the you know drive after. But uh, you know, Boswell missed that fifty-six yard field goal. So if they had extra time, they could have got a, a closer kick. Yeah, he hits that from fifty-four. He puts that just inside the crossbar. I mean, he was really close. In that in that kick, and honestly, the way he was hitting the ball later, I I wouldn't say that maybe later in the game, if he would have attempted a fifty six, he would have he would have made it. But 
uh, again, you have to look at it like this. How many times has that guy saved the Steelers bacon when healthy since oh, yeah. he's come on the team? Oh, yeah. He's he's he, the boss has got. And boss was got in my fantasy, too, baby. What the fuck? As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, I think he's a, he's arguably, since he's been in the league, he's been a more important kicker to a team than even Justin Tucker. And that and that and that might have a little bit of rose tinted glasses in terms of being a Steelers fan, but when you really look at it, you when you really sit down and look at it, you might have to go, "Hey, this man may be more important to the Steelers being something than than even a kicker as great as Justin Tucker." And Justin Tucker is a great kicker. That man hit two field goals as a rookie in the Super Bowl that arguably won them that Super Bowl. <laughs> but but Boswell has been way more important. You're talking, uh, yeah. I say that here. You are absolutely right in a sense. That 2017 season, he was crazy. He was wild. He went crazy. But you're talking about him against the Hall of Famer. If he keeps Justin up Tucker. with these big moments, you might have to put him alongside it. It's crazy. It's crazy to say. But, but when you really think of it, even in the situations that next year in which he's messed up, think about it. If he's healthy he, and, and he doesn't flip and hit that kick against, against Oakland, that's his playoff team. You know what? They have lived in – didn't I say like – They have lived and I died by that guy in a way. I said that a couple weeks ago. Remember what I said? Hey, look. When your biggest identity is your kicker, that means your team is a, there's an issue with your team. He is probably the identity of this team. They they literally he's not the face or whatever, but he's the he's your best identity. Close games, slugging it out, needing a kicker with the big kick. I I don't disagree with you. Even though I'm like, seems like I'm straddling the fence, but I can't 100% agree with you. I can't do 100%. Agree. I'm about, how was that? About 50% with, I'm about 50% on that. It's a soft pass. I, I understand. It's it's heavy to say, but I'm, I'm going to go back and look at a lot of those situations with him and kind of, kind of make a case about that. He's definitely one of the most clutch uh, kickers in the league, and like I agree with Brandon. I think um, I think the Steelers they rely on him a little bit too much to say like I don't like. I mean, I know they were playing against a good defense yesterday, and the offense hasn't been performing well. But uh, you know, I would have liked to see a little bit more urgency. I think they were kind of like settling for field goals at times there. Yep, yeah, they were. Oh, I agree. Hey. But uh, I don't know. I didn't understand Tomlin's clock. And then he took an early timeout early in the third quarter for some reason. And they didn't have any timeouts there at the end there. So if the Titans would have scored a touchdown, uh, you know, it pretty much it, it, the chances of them uh, getting a late field goal were, were slim there. Yeah, they were. Right. <sighs> yeah, there, there's a lot to there's a lot to unpack about this for the Steelers defense. I think it's. It's the classic bend but don't break team, but more often than not, they're 
they're the cracks are shown and and a team like Kansas City scares me because remember how we were talking about the Chiefs have been on the long win streak? The last team they lost to were those Tennessee Titans, but it was a different Titans team with Derrick Henry out there. Right. You have – and they got embarrassed, by the way. Since then, they've been great. Their offense, it's not the death machine that it was even in 20 in 2017-18 or 2018-19. 2018. Yeah, 2018, uh, whatever that year was. It's not the death machine it was from 2018 to last year, but it's still a team that can carve you up with the best of it. So there's going to be a lot to look into with this Chiefs team. Yeah, it is. Um, they got man, but they're without Travis Kelsey. Well, he has a chance to play. He, well, you got Josh Gordon. That's I don't know how he's going along, but you have him. If he's going to get his legs under him, Tyreek Hill. You got Hartman. You got a lot of weapons in Clyde Edwards and the running backs, but their offensive line. Especially, uh, didn't you like one of the people they drafted, Chris? You was like, yeah, God got over. He's one. He's pro football focus has him as the best rookie in the league. Yes. Uh, I I have to look at more, but like PFF been saying, or everybody really saying that this guy's like going to be a, you know, pro ball, all pro center for the next decade. When you think Uh, about the Chiefs' offensive line history. Willie Rose, uh, Will Shields. Uh, I can I can name the list all down there. That's high praise for him. If, yeah, if they're putting him I, up, I, I if they're putting him as a great. Okay. I, I tweeted the PFF thing last week, I think, and um, you know the thing is that he went in the second round. So the Steelers, you know, I like the Fryermuth pick, but what they they would have had to basically like not get Fryermuth there because he wouldn't have lasted the third round. So they would have had to go center there early, and then someone tweeted saying like the only way that they would uh it will work to get fired with the second is that they wouldn't have took Najee in the first round and they would have went Humphrey first round then fired with the second round yeah you can't get them all but you can get they have another one uh Trey Smith too the right guard is looking kind of impressive really they did a great job after getting embarrassed in that Super Bowl by the Bucks. Oh, yeah in terms of fixing both the ed- both edge tackles and also that up the middle for their offensive line. It's really that that's what you hope with the Steelers going in the next year with whoever they have in the veteran quarterback as a veteran quarterback, a rookie quarterback, with all that cap space and they're gonna address those needs. So Okay. So hopefully you'll see that. You said who's this uh who are the centers, right? Who are they are uh if you can look it up, Chris, who are the uh, free agent centers that could be? Oh, for, I don't. I'll have to look it up. I don't even know free agent centers right now. Free agent centers and free agent guards. That's what they really need. Well, I mean, people were talking about moving Kendrick Green to guard and then drafting the center. They could do they that. Got Ryan, Ryan Jensen is going to be available. I'm looking at Spot Track right now. You have Ryan Jensen at the top of the list from Tampa, but I think they'll probably get him back. Oh, yeah, they're going to try to get them back. They're trying to hold it together for Brady. They're going to try to get as many cracks at it as they can while he's on the roster. What, Nick Nick Martin from Las Vegas is is one they could see. They also got Austin Corbett from from the Rams. 
Uh, yeah, they got they got a they got a few guys in there. I mean, it's going to be a lot of things they have to they have to fix on that offensive line. Let's let's look at the tackle position real quick as we're going off into offensive linemen next year. We'll have much more to talk about this in the future. Let's update this on spot track real quick. Stand by, stand by. Nate Soldier, but he's thirty-three. Washed up. Cam Cam Robinson, left tackle, twenty-six from Jacksonville. They got to figure. I, I think they'll try to. They got the cap room. They got to protect Trevor Lawrence at all costs. They got to save that kid. So I don't <laughs> think he's going anywhere. Well, that, I put it up as a possibility because of the entire Urban Meyer situation where people might just want to get out of Jacksonville. And if you remember, there was a free already. agency stuff. Yeah, but also, but look, the owner's still there. And who's not to say they hire another dumb guy up there? And remember, the NFLPA a few seasons ago were actively, granted was with a different regime out there, were actively saying, hey, don't go to Jacksonville. I know. You know, they need to move that team. I'm sorry. They, Don't they move it to London years. either. Huh? Stop telling me to stop telling me to move that thing to London. Put it in San Antonio St. and St. call Louis, it a day. No, no, no. St. Louis. Or, or or move it to St. Louis. Yeah, St. Louis. St. Louis. St. Louis has a Super Bowl, has a Super yeah. Bowl and no team. Move it to St. Louis and, and call it the St. Louis Stallions and call it a day. Oh, like Walton Ter- Walton Payton back in the day. Who had the ownership group, and they they but they had it and they lost it to Jacksonville. So, if NFL, if you want to uh, right the wrongs that you had, you can't move them back to San Diego. St. Louis needs a team. San Diego didn't win a Super Bowl. As far as I'm concerned, there's a team out. There's a city out there that has a Super Bowl in its cabinet, but no team. It's automatically going to be St. Louis. Yes. Even though, even though I think Kansas City probably took over the area and they may not want to have something on there. That's the only way I can see it not going. It's going to go. And they don't want, and they don't want three teams in, in SoCal. That's too much. Or in Texas. They don't want three teams in Texas. You think Jerry Jones, like, I don't want that team in San Antonio. Come on. Nope. Nope. We can't have an awesome. Nope. We can't do it. We just have, we bought them Cowboys here and and a little bit about them Texas. We're going to have that come to Cowboys. All about them Cowboys here in Texas. But please, anyway, move the team. If you're going to move them, which they should, to St. Louis, shotgun, and Tony, concentrate on all your little soccer teams and make it. No, they want, no they want to get rid of them out there, too. Concentrate on wrestling, buddy. Yes, AEW. Yes, we need better wrestling. Because WWE, we're not even watching Raw tonight because, number one, we're doing this podcast. And two, WWE is disgusting. It sucks. It has no direction. The World Rumble's coming up, and nobody cares about WWE. And we are talking about this on a football podcast, so let me stop going on this tangent. But anyway, sell the team and to somebody in St. Louis. They shouldn't have lost their team. They got screwed around. Do the right thing, NFL. And I'm done with the tangent. <clears throat> well, yeah, as far as the, the tackles for the Steelers, I, I think they like what they have in Chooks. He's actually been playing a lot better lately. And Dan Moore, he's still a rookie. For, they just got to figure out that interior, man. They've just been they've been getting uh, manhandled lately. I mean, they need you know, overall, they need to be better. But I, th- I think they like what they have at least. 
I'm sorry, buddy. If you if you're going on about kicking the tires on Ben Roethlisberger, you have to look at the tackle situation for the Steelers. And as much as, uh, by the way, congratulations to Zach Banner on the engagement. But they got they got to do something with him. They're not going to a free a free agent tackle that starts. They, they, they might they might they might go splurge. They got to splurge for some sort of offensive lineman out there that could do something. Didn't go and it's most likely going to be a guard or a center. All right, who are the fake? Who's the It's going to be more likely guard, guard and, um, guards. Right. Who's the free agent guards? We, we, well, in terms of the guards, let's take a look at that real quick. All right, so guards. Uh, Brandon Sheriff from from the Washington football team. Okay, hold up. Andrew Norwell from Jacksonville. Okay. Former Chief Laurent Duvernay Tardif. Alex okay. Lewis right beside of him. Uh, let's see. Let's see who, who who would probably be something. No to Richie Incognito. He's too old. Uh, let, how how do you feel about early thirties guards? Early thirties guards? No, I would say Trey Turner is like close to thirty. I think 30. he he's not been good at all, really. I think like, I, I, they would do something crazy, like kick the tires on Kyle Long. Oh, they might. They need a, they're going to rebuild it through the, the draft, like what they typically yeah, do. Yeah. They they tend to they like to rebuild on in the draft when it comes to up the middle and the right tackle left tackle I think they're gonna have to strongly consider getting drafting their highest drafted left tackle since like probably the fifties if I remember I said yeah it probably on the fifties they don't usually they usually do not go high on left tackles they let them develop and I think they could do that here uh. Right, they they need to get a center. Who I'm thinking, Chris, who was their center when they won their first, not their first super uh, in 05? Oh, who was their center? Because they Jeff got Hardy. it from, uh, yeah, Jeff they got it from Detroit and Minnesota. Detroit, one of the okay, Jeff Hardings. Yes, that is the type of guy that you need on the center of the offensive line. Yeah, I, just, I don't. I don't know as far as free agent. You know, Steelers they usually always hit on their centers. Like they always have great centers, and you know, Kendrick Green. You know, he's still a rookie, but it's just it doesn't look very promising right now. There is a good center out there that's going to go in the first round. The guy from Iowa, the kid from Iowa. People have been talking name. about. I think it's like so. It's a one. It's somebody from a Big Ten school. Trust me, I'll get my draft knowledge because I was looking at a mock draft. They had. A, because I watch chat sports, I have to look at it again. But it was sub. It might be his name. If you get Tyler Linderbaum, yes. Where is he from? Iowa. Yes, that's who I'm talking about. I don't know who would team draft. He was like in the 15s. I was like, who? They're talking about him being the best center prospect since Marquise Pouncey. Oh wow. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, upset with they went center first round. They've done it, and plus, that man, they got to get another guy and another guard. You could draft. Oh. You could go. I think guard. You can replace Dotson. 
Well, he, he's still he's still going to be his third year, so you know he's injured right now. So well, he's injured, but you people get drafted over all the time. They're looking to look for. I mean, they could play either. They'll side. probably shift over Green back to guard and and realize that they actually need to draft players that have actually played the position. Right. Uh, I didn't mean a, a good amount of times in, in college. That's a uh, green. I meant Dotson. That's what I meant. I think you should. You people get drafted over all the time. Well, yeah, yeah, they do. But I'm just saying that Trey Turner's right guard. So, and depending on if they move Kendrick Green there, so I don't know. They'll have to do something there to figure it out. Yeah, I think you could. I think draft. Yeah, you could get. Yeah, I think that guy would be perfect. The Iowa kid, the Iowa center would be perfect. They'll be perfect for this lineup. They'll be well, guys, we'll, we'll focus more on the offseason in terms of offensive line talk, free agency, and other things of various natures then, but we're still in the season, and next up is the Kansas City Chiefs on the docket. That'll be a 425 game, and uh, – there's been some good memories in Kansas City for the Steelers, and we'll talk more about that then. We'll also have someone who covers the Kansas City Chiefs extensively on our podcast later this week before Christmas. But, guys, hope you have a fantastic holiday until then. Uh, finish up your last-minute shopping. I know I am. And uh, for Chris Ward and Brandon Walker, I'm Ty Polk. You've been listening to The Renegade Blitz. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Blitz podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Renegade Blitz, at our Blitz pod, and at Blitz videos. Read articles on RenegadeBlitz.com, like us on Facebook, and subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast app. The Renegade Blitz podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you can listen to podcasts.